of Sparkle and Destroy podcast. I am your host, Haley Crusher Kane, and we're all going to die. Yes, we are in the middle of the coronavirus, and a lot has changed since we last chatted. Um, before, um, on the last episode, um, in January, things seemed quite normal. I mean, I just finished um, wrapping up a record. Our album did come out, Vintage Millennial. It is out now. Go download it. Um, we had just gotten off of a tour and had just gotten back to San Luis Obispo, California. I got sick. I got pneumonia. Um, what else happened? I had an emotional breakdown, just a little one, just like a baby one. Um, met Rodney Bingenheimer. We talked about that last time. And then, of course, the coronavirus happened and everything just sort of exploded, and I kept kind of dreading getting on here and doing this intro because I had uh, interviewed my friend Jamie um, Radu um, from the band Pale Lips and was super excited to share it with you guys, but at the same time, like, have you ever had a really close friend or, like, a diary or something, and you don't really want to check in with them or check in with your diary because too much has happened? Like, I remember being a teenager... And like maybe like 13 years old and like I would always write in my my notebook and my my journal. I was pretty uh, religious about it. But every once in a while I would, you know, something would happen and maybe there were several weeks that were crazy for whatever reason. And um, I would just like forget to write. And I would just really resent going back to that blank page and having to write everything down that happened. Um, something about that is just I'm very I'm adverse to it. So I feel like between January and now um, a lot has happened. Obviously, <laughs> the world is ending. We're basically recording this in a bunker as we speak, um, aka the empty Airbnb unit, which um, has been canceled several times. Um, all of our bookings for the foreseeable future have been canceled. Um, that's the least of anyone's worried. Obviously, people are dying and it's a very serious and scary issue. So I'm not trying to make light of it. It's just this is the reality here. And I, come on, it's kind of crazy. It's if you can't kind of laugh about how insane this is, then like, how are you going to get through it? Right. Just like you need rock and roll music to get you through it. Um, and sometimes you need um, a delicious hearty beef stew to get through the end times. Um, you need humor as well. And speaking of hearty beef stew, I did make my first ever hearty beef stew because something kicked on inside of me like, Okay, the world's gonna end. Must make beef stew. So, um, did it did it help? Actually, yeah. For for about the four hours that it took me to make the beef stew, tending to it, stirring it, you know, generally fussing over it, I wasn't thinking about the world ending. So, uh, point one for me. Um, that said, uh, it's scary, and that, that's all I can really say about it. Um. Here in San Luis Obispo, California, the weather is fabulous. It's beautiful. It's green. There's psychedelic flowers blooming everywhere. Um, we are ordered to stay inside our houses, which is what I do anyways because I work from home. And because we have the, the Airbnbs at this house, uh, I have tons of toilet paper. So if anybody needs toilet paper, I got that. Um, so in, in some ways, like life has not really changed at all, but in other ways, like say, uh, are all of our upcoming tour dates, our European tour dates, um, we're supposed to be heading out to Italy for Punk Rock Reduno Festival in June, um, sorry, July, <laughs> July, um, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen and I hope it does, but 
you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to assume that we're going to make it out to Germany. I'm not going to assume that Europe's going to happen. In fact, I'm not going to assume that we're going to be able to do any shows like within the foreseeable future. So, you know, all that music stuff is a cherry on top and I'm happy my friends and family are safe and my dogs are safe and um I have delicious Boochcraft hard kombucha because I am a vintage millennial and I do drink anything that is labeled as hibiscus grapefruit and also probiotic. I mean, come on. On a side note, if you're not doing the probiotic thing, are you even living? I mean, come on, people. Your gut health is very, very important, okay? Um, but you didn't come here to to hear me rant about my uh, quasi-new age, uh, ancient millennial secrets of longevity and health and sex drive, or did you? No, you came here for a, a hard-hitting interview with my friend Jamie Radu from the band Pale Lips, and she is all the way in Montreal, Canada, which isn't this wild. When we did the interview a couple weeks ago, we could have never known, number one, that coronavirus was going to become, you know, this huge worldwide clusterfuck. Um, and two, we would have never guessed that um, the border between the U.S. and Canada would be sealed off like a Ziploc bag. Um, crazy, right? I mean, that hasn't happened in a while, and that's happening right now as we speak. Luckily, um, we were able to chat before any of that stuff happened, and I'm not really allowed in Canada anyways right now, um, but I do hope that I will be able to head out to Montreal and check out the city. Um, apparently, Jamie lives in a very, really old, weird building, and you know I love old, weird stuff, um, so I think that it'd be really fun to go check out the city of Montreal and the music scene. Um, speaking of music, Jamie is the bass player of the band Pale Lips, which I am a fanatical fan of. Um, her Their album, After Dark, just listen to it okay top to bottom it is rock and roll debauchery it is wild it is fun it is poppy it's everything I want from a, a rock and roll record and I say rock and roll like not tongue-in-cheek like fucking rock and roll people so go check out pale lips um, and I hope you'll enjoy some of the music that we played tonight definitely gonna spin a bunch of pale lips songs um Jamie is also the owner and founder of Rita Records in Montreal, a small record label that is putting out some pretty cool um, seven inches. So go check out Rita Records as well, and we'll talk a little bit about our partnership. We're going to be working together to release uh, Haley and the Crushers uh, seven inch this summer. So, so let's quit the rambling and get on to Jamie Radu, bass player, friend of the podcast, and rabbit lover.
Anyways, do you mind if we just like go straight into it? Sure. Yeah. I want to know about Charles. Tell me about your bunny. Uh, he is the best. I think that everyone should have a rabbit. Um, you might be able to see him at some point, but right now he's flopped behind his little chair. That's a bold statement that everyone <laughs> should have <laughs> because yeah. um, they chew on things. I know from experience. Mm-hmm. And I rescued a rabbit. Well, I, I thought I rescued the rabbit, but I really made the rabbit very miserable. Oh, no. <laughs> um, when I was in uh, college at uh, Long Beach Community College, City College, um, they just have rabbits that roam around the campus and they're really cute. They're like those little tiny dwarf ones that have like the spots and they're so cute. And so I thought I'd take one home uh-huh. and that rabbit was not happy and he was like thumping all the time and like pissing oh, everywhere, yeah. which I think is aggressive, right? And like yeah, totally. chewing on shit and like chewing on like the cords for everything. And I think we like took the rabbit back to the school and like threw him over the fence. Oh no. I know that's that's horrifying. I hope we can still be friends. But um uh-huh. really, you're a rabbit person. That's so shocking. Like I don't want to talk about anything else. I don't want to talk about music. I just want to talk about this rabbit. That's crazy yeah, to me. <laughs> How did you become a rabbit person? Um, well, my partner and I were in Saskatoon still. We were still living there. And, uh, we, well, I was having like kind of a sad day and he was like, okay, well, like on our way to Home Depot, let's just like stop by the pet shop. We're like, oh, I was like, okay, maybe there'll be some like cute little animals there that I can see. Um, and this pet shop that we went to has like all like SPCA animals. So there's like a bunch of like really sweet cats and, uh, some bunnies and Charles actually just jumped, like, right into my arms. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. So um, I was like, well, we can't really get a rabbit because we're moving across the country back to Montreal. And uh, so we went to Home Depot, got all of our stuff that we needed, and then we went back and, like, I walked in, and he was just, like, staring right at me. <laughs> wow, you have, like, a really special yeah. rabbit. Yeah, I do. He's great. Or am I just, like, kind of, like... I, like I'm racist against rabbits. Like I don't. I think all rabbits are like terrible because oh, I had one wonderful. experience. <laughs> well, wild rabbits are probably not the best. Yeah. Just like Maybe a, a wild cat. If I was to get a wild cat and then say all cats suck, like that would be yeah. wrong. So I'm yeah. gonna just on the record say <laughs> I'm I'm reformed. I'm going. Right. To, I'm gonna give um my my friend uh, Pickles had a rabbit named Robocop for many years. And um, that that rabbit seemed pretty cool, but I never. That's a great name for a rabbit. It's a pretty good name. Rest in peace, RoboCop. But I did. I never really interfaced with the rabbit, so I don't know. Mm. Anyways, okay, I lied. I do want to know about your musical history, and I mean, I do this podcast because it's a way. I'm a. I've been doing journalism for so many years and writing, and like, I just love asking a bunch of questions, especially of people that I think are really cool. So hopefully, oh. you find that as a compliment. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I I love to know about like your, your your musical background and like how you got into music, how you got into art, like kind of how you grew up and were you like a weird kid, all that stuff. Sure. Well, I grew up as an only child, um, and Where? my mom was a photographer. She always like did. I don't know if you know what like hand painted uh, photographs is. Like, oh, yeah. She, yeah, like a black and white photograph and like yeah. paint on it. Uh-huh. Um. And she was really into photography my whole life. Um, and, like, my grandparents were really into music. Um, and this was where her, in Canada? Like, where? 
In Saskatchewan. Okay, yeah, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yeah, exactly. Right on top of like Montana and North Dakota, if that helps. I'm, I'm from California, so that no, I don't know yeah. what those states are. I have no idea. I'm kidding. Thank it's you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just like always grew up around music. My mom loved music. She took me to lots of concerts. She, uh, uh, like I started playing keyboard and piano when I was super young. She just like always kind of like really encouraged me, but I was always like really, I guess, shy to play music in front of other people. Um, I don't know why, but it was just a thing, I, I guess. Think that's pretty common. I, especially to, with women that I talk to, it's very sure. common. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm I sure was that, that definitely has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I moved to Montreal 11 years ago and I met this guy named Johnny. We worked together and he was just this like kind of like very like glitterly, glittery, like wonderful guy. And, um, he was just like, Hey, do you play, do you play music? I was like, Oh, I mean, like I kind of played like a little bit of guitar, a little bit of keyboard. He's like, okay, cool. I need you to learn the bass. On it. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. Sure, I guess. <laughs> Why do I feel like that's every bassist story? Because no bassist yeah. is like, I wanted to learn the bass. It's always like you get forced into a weird situation where they're like, you're on the bass. Well, everyone wants to be a shredder, right? Everyone yeah. wants to play the guitar or like be the like drummer, you know? Yeah. But um, that's hilarious. I will, say, <laughs> I will say I'm very happy as a bass player these days. I, I love it. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah, I agree. And you got to have that bass real high in the mix. You got to have that, you know, that fat bass. Very, very, very important. Um, Reed, my husband Reed slash Dr. Kane was always a guitar player, had never played bass. And I had this all girl band called the Gal Fridays. But the two girls I was in a band with, like, broke up with me and, like, started their own band. Oh, no. <laughs> It's, it was an ill-advised situation, and so he he kept bugging me. He's because we've been in other bands together. He's like, "Well, I can be in the band," and I'm like, "No, I want this to be like my girl project." You know, I really wanted it to not to like tokenize it, but yeah, like I wanted it to be a girl project. And um, eventually, I got worn down, and I was like, "Well, you can play bass, I guess." He never played bass, never. <laughs> and like now, when people see him play, people are just like dude, I love your tone. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, cause Reed will just, he'll do so much dumb stuff with it. Like, cause you can with bass. Cause you, you I mean, you're doing a lot, but like, I feel like with bass, you can just like, like he'll like take one like note and then like hold up the bass and just be like, yeah, you know what I mean? Or you can like get really aggressive and like really like be just very like attacking it. Whereas with guitar, it's like, you're going to break a bunch of strings and it's going to sound all fucked up and like, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I'm still pretty shy when I play bass, but... Really? You can't beat the shit out of that bass? I haven't no. seen you play live, so I don't know. I love my bass. <laughs> oh, so you're not, like, an aggressive player, then? Mm -mm. Oh. No, not really. I, like, I am very gentle with her. Pale Lips is not an aggressive band, per se, but there is definitely, you know? like... I mean, yeah, it's more just, like, cool rock and roll. It's not, like, trying to be so hardcore. No, I mean, it's kind of like we consider ourselves more like power pop, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and we just kind of like nod at all of our, you know, favorite influences. But I would definitely say we're more of like a power pop band. And like our new new stuff that we're just like uh, demoing right now is definitely way more on the pop side. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, me too. The world needs pop. So yeah. when so you, when did Pale Lips start and like or just maybe take me through some of the other bands you've been in or like other things you've done or was it just Johnny 
Sure. What yeah. Happened? So I played in a band with Johnny uh, very briefly called the Ravenous Panthers. Uh, and it was only brief because he moved to Japan. Um, but he's back here now, so I think we're going to start like kind of trying to jam our old songs again. Uh, it was like really like kind of like, um, do you know the Almighty Defenders? No. Okay. So they're a band. I think it was like members of the Black Lips and like, uh, uh, oh. This is escaping me now, but I can't remember what other. It's kind of like a super group, but um, really good, kind of like almost like gospel-y type rock and roll. Um, very much like that. So and that, really. yeah, that that has a real market. I mean, have you have you heard the new Green Day? I have not yet. It sounds so like early two thousand, kind of like that bluesy rhythm and blues garage rock thing that was happening. I- I feel like I might love it then. Yeah, you might. You might. Yeah. And it was that that era that was just like everything was danceable. Everything was, you know, had that like that rhythm and blues kind of like tinge to it. Totally. Garage. So that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just, uh, just Johnny and then Village. That's it. That's all. Cool, cool. So your partner lives in Japan? No. Okay, Johnny is Johnny's not my partner. Okay, that confused me. <laughs> no, my partner uh, lives with me here and okay. with Charles. Yeah. So your partner is not Charles. <laughs> no, no, Charles is the rabbit. Kylie's my partner. He's at work right now. <laughs> <laughs> but in a pinch, Charles could be your partner if you need yeah. it. Because he's yeah, a good boy. boy. He's the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pale Lips is it's crazy how much like enthusiasm and like excitement it surrounds um after dark like that's just been such a crazy like i don't want to say hit because like nothing's a hit anymore like you can't really go mm-hmm. mainstream but i mean i don't know anyone that doesn't like that record Thank you. So, that means a lot well uh, it's true yeah that record was um it, it means a lot to everyone in the band i think because um we really worked on that record together like it was like really like a project even though like we kind of like you know, we consider, like, main songwriters on some songs, but um, we really worked on it together as a band, and I don't know. I love it. I really, I love that album. It's, from top to bottom, it is just fun. It's solid. It's just, like, super groovy. Everyone loves it. Obviously, it's been getting lots of XM radio play. Yep. Which is, <laughs> which is badass. Uh, musicians out there, go to Sound Exchange and... See if you have money waiting for you if you get any XM radio play. I called them today at your suggestion, and I said, well, thanks for the money, but just wondering, is there, like, more back catalog stuff? And they were really nice, and they were really kind, and they looked, and they said, no, that's that's everything from, like, when you started getting played, like, on the broadcast stuff. And um, that made me realize, though, that, like, it's getting played on XM and getting played on, like, non-digital streaming stuff is... I had no idea, like, how important that is. I thought it was all just, you know, pennies and fractions of pennies and with with streaming. But, I mean, there's so much more to be gained, like, and to recoup, you know? Yeah, absolutely, so, especially because I think, like, artists uh, and musicians especially have so many costs. Like, it's, it's expensive to be an artist, and it's hard to have, like, a, a job that will support you as an artist and go on tour, you know what I mean? I've been... Well, all of us in the band have been really lucky that way, but it's Hard. it's nice when you when there are things like Sound Exchange that like are looking out for artists, yeah. like collecting those royalties, and you know, like even if it's just like a hundred dollars or something, like you can put that towards making more music, you know? Yeah, like, it's awesome. It's huge. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Um, so the label, Rita Records, inspired yeah. by your mother, um, mm-hmm. and definitely like your main passion project right now besides the band. Do you want to talk a little bit about, I mean, I know all about the latest releases, but there's a lot of cool <laughs> songs. Like I'd love to play some songs in the podcast too, yeah. the Bambies yeah. and um, the Sorrels who are fabulous and have a great music video out now for She's in the Gang. And a uh, yes. two-song EP called She's in the Gang that's fantastic. But, like, I feel like you're, it's so new for you, but you're, like, you're already curating a sound and a vibe of, like, what you're going for. Like, do you kind of know exactly what you want? Or are you, like, keeping your, you know, your ears peeled and just, like, you, you hear something you like and you know that's what you want to do? You know what I mean? Is it, like, engineered in a certain way, like, a certain vibe or... Um, I mean, well, because uh, it's like a DIY label and it's just me using my own money, um, I can't release a lot of releases, but the releases that I do are, you know, obviously music that I love, that I want to push for, that I want to help give the resources that I've acquired being in a band, um, access to. Yeah. If that makes sense. Totally. You know what I mean? But it all has uh, a certain vibe to it at this point. Like, I can kind of see yeah. it taking shape, and it's, like, very exciting. Totally. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's kind of rock and roll. It's kind of punk. It's kind of pop. You know, just exactly the music that I love. Which is the kind of stuff that, like, I crave, and it's just hard to get that. It's, like, I can go sure. to – I feel like the options are, like, you can go to a 1950s diner and, like, listen to, like, Elvis <laughs> – Go to, like, a hardcore punk show where everything's, like, still UK82, like, insanity, crazy town. Or, like, an indie kind of, like, everything is so fractured. And I I love, like, just old retro rock and roll, like, even just kind of kitschy music. Like, I love that shit. And I love pop. And, like, I love Madonna. And I love, like, you know, keyboards. I love Robin so much. And I just feel like um, it's just, it's really cool. I should tell people we I am working with you on a release that you're going to be putting out in the summer. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. And I just feel like when, when you when you talked about like just sharing your resources, I love that about you because I feel like even though I don't have a ton to give all the time, if someone asks something of me, whether it's they want information, advice, or to be part of something or to promote something, I'm, I want to be generous in that way because people have done that for me. Have you found that, like, certain people have, like, you know, uplifted you and, like, encouraged you when you weren't necessarily, like, as confident as you are now? And do you want to, like, pass uh, that on? Absolutely. I mean, like, like I said, like, Johnny was, like, a big reason why I got into music. And he really – he didn't give me resources, like, uh, physical resources, but he gave me, like, emotional resources, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And actually, the song Johnny on After Dark is about him. No way! What's yeah. his last name? Um, he goes by Jonathan Panther. Okay. So, and where does yeah. he live at? In Japan? No, he's back in Montreal. Okay. I obviously yeah. can't understand anything. I need to call my travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> where are we going? What's happening? Uh-huh. Um, that's such a cool little tidbit. Is there anything else that would kind of surprise fans of the of the album, um, or like little like kind of cool behind the scenes in terms of some of the songs? Or sure. Like I mean, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna pull up the track listing here. Yeah, that's a great I was idea. Doing a little thing for. It's funny, computers. isn't it funny how you forget what songs you've written? 
Um, well, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to forget like a specific detail because like, okay, so all the songs on the album are like very like well thought out. Oops, I lost it there. There you go. Um, and you know, there's like a little story behind every single song, which is awesome. Um, and I love talking about it. So yes, yes. Can you pick like, and I'm like such a nerd for specifics. I want to know, can you pick like two or three that are like really close to your heart or that you just love like they're the ones that like really solidify the the album for you sure i mean like the the opening track um which is some sort of rock and roll that one is a hit right oh it's that song is so good jackie wrote that song about uh lou reed and iggy pop no way yeah and she because she actually read the book uh i think it um called please kill me yeah i'm reading it right now yeah and so if you reread it from the start and you read and then you listen to that song you're like oh my god she was like totally reading this book when she wrote this song oh my god (laughs) she's after my own heart that i don't want to be like johnny ramone's song is all just facts i took from like commando like (laughs) isn't that but okay so that's awesome actually wrote a song off the first album called mary lou sniffing blue which is like every line is like and nod to their phones. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think of like another good song to talk about off I, the. Is there is there a song? Because I find this interesting. It's like when you're recording it, sometimes you have an idea like this song's gonna be like really popular, or you think like this song isn't. Like for us, we didn't think Bad Girls was gonna be like a really big song at all. It was a I cover. Love song. It was a cover that a friend of ours had written. And it was like acoustic jam. He just plays sometimes. Yeah, like parties and we're like hey dude can we cover that and just like round out the record and that turned out to be like one of the bigger songs and I wonder if there was a song for you where you're like what the fuck like this is the big one or ones that you like kind of thought were going to be something but then turned into something else you know what I mean um well the song Battle Ghosts Don't Lie um yeah yeah I wrote that song and we actually weren't going to put it on the album because it's so different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but it like it's like a really like sad song and we don't really write sad songs yeah it stood out to me the first time yeah. i listened to the record that song stood out to me big time yeah and that's like one of the like higher played songs which i mean we, we never play it live it's like way slower and like kind of more sad than the rest so that one kind of like really surprised me um we'll definitely have to play I, it on the podcast our, then we're gonna have to play that one like right i'll like cut it in right here sure <laughs> Um, and then the kids, uh, which is like the first song on the B side, um, that's we're actually going to be making a music video for that on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that song is like the the highest played song on the record, and that like surprises me because I mean I love that song, but I don't I, like I think that other songs are better. Yeah, I thought it would be some kind of rock and roll. Yeah, same. Yeah um what's the plan for the music video I love talking about this because I make my own all the time and I feel like bands are always like oh my god how did you do that video and I'm just like oh my god just like you know talented people that can help you and or just do it yourself do that shit yourself so so most of our music videos are all kind of DIY style with the exception of um we did a music video for an EP that we released, uh, I think, in 2017, if I remember correctly, uh, for Don't Take Your Switchblade to New York and Old Flame. Uh, that was done by a director, David Don't, out of Montreal. We love him. We work with him. Was that the Barbie? That wasn't the Barbie one. 
No, no, the Barbie one, Lee and Armstrong did. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so the one you're talking about, I'll have to look that one up because I don't think I've seen it. But the main point and takeaway is anyone can do it. Like, don't be scared. Just, yeah. Exactly. Don't be scared. Just do it. You can even do it on your cell phone if you want. Like, just have fun. And, like, music videos are so important. I agree. They're so important. Because, like, a lot of times if people are looking you up on, like, YouTube or whatever, like, that's the first thing they see. Yeah. And, and just, um, yeah, it's the quickest way to kind of get into your world. Like, what is this huh. band about? What are their What is their vibe? Like, even if you're awkward on camera, it's like, okay, well, then you're, people understand that you're awkward and weird and quirky. Like, you don't have to be cool on camera. Like, just be yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the, the video that we're doing on Monday, it's uh, Lynn is doing it again. Cool. Um, it's going to be like a Footloose uh, intro inspired. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know exactly what it's going to turn out to be in the end, but we're each going to bring like a couple outfits. Um, our friend Vero is going to do some like crazy makeup. She's like amazing with makeup and hair. And I think we're just going to probably just spend the day laughing and having fun. That and make so fun. I'm jealous. Yeah. I want to be part of this. And it's like a, it's like 30 degrees there, huh? Um, well, uh, <laughs> I only know like Celsius. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it's cold. It's Don't like, yeah, it's so smart. It's cold here. <laughs> it's still winter. Definitely still winter. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be over soon. question but it's a sure. very important question what sure. are hipsters like in montreal 
Ooh, hipsters. Um, I don't know if I've heard that term in a while. Are you guys just um, that polite maybe, that you don't call each other hipsters? Pardon? Are you just that oh. polite that you would never call someone a hipster because you're Canadians? <laughs> like, uh, we're yeah, all just artists possible. here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you ever been to Montreal? No. Okay, Montreal is a city full of incredibly beautiful people where everyone dresses really great and everyone just looks good all the time. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. I don't know. The, okay, the most, like, city like that that I've been to was Copenhagen. Like, everyone in <laughs> Copenhagen was, like, stoic, cheekbone, chiseled, like, look amazing, wearing suede, like. Yeah, honestly, everyone here looks great. I don't know How what's annoying. in the water, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's so annoying. I hate that so much because, I mean, I love to dress up, but it's, like, Cal yeah. I am very California. Like, I like to just wear my knee socks and, like, my pigtails and. Like, when yeah. I go to, like, a real city where, like, women wear pantyhose, I'm, like, I feel intimidated. <laughs> but honestly, here, even, like, people who wear, like, jeans and a t-shirt, like, everyone just looks nice. It's weird. What's, it's okay. definitely something in the water. What's the state of punk rock in Montreal? Like, let's pretend it's a maximum rock and roll scene report. Like, what? Oh. what's happening? Uh, there's a wonderful rock and roll scene here, and people are, like, very supportive of each other. Um, there are a couple new DIY venues that just opened up. Nice. Um, I'm throwing a couple shows at one of them. It's called B Ward. It's in, uh, Hochelaga, cool. which is a, a neighborhood in Montreal. Um, and it's like a community center slash venue. And, uh, the whole idea is just have like a safe space where people can put on shows and throw community events and, you know, punk, punk stuff. Punk stuff. Like that's, that's it. Punkstuff.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where I live, so like where I live, I live in like a really cute little t nowhere town. Not nowhere, but it's like halfway between LA and San Francisco on the coast. Mm -hmm. So about 10 miles from the coast. It's very cute, but it's a lot of retired people and a lot of college students. Mm -hmm. And so it's this weird environment where it's almost like a fake environment. Because if you take away the, the, reti the retired people and you take away the, um, the students, suddenly there's just not a lot of artists there. And it's really expensive to live here. So, like, that's kind of why – so we rent our house out with Airbnb, and when we, like, go on tour, like, it's all about, like, how can we, like, pump, like, this house for money because right. um, yeah. California is so expensive. And um, I try really hard not to be discouraged by the fact that I don't really have, like, a strong artistic community where I'm at. And, like, our town's, like, 40,000 people, but really with the college kids and the retired people, there's just not a lot of artists that are doing weird DIY underground art just for the sake of like supporting a community that's just not a thing and so and like I've done a zine here I've like re read had like a comic book store like we've done things to try to like bolster that but California is becoming increasingly just so just expensive and so like fancy white linen all this shit that's just like really hard to like handle it so I have to like check myself because I get really negative about the fact that the people I admire, like the artists that I really like, are all scattered around that, like the country. And I wonder, like, if you have that group, like, like I'm, should I be jealous because in Montreal it's like all, all these amazing independent women, and you all get together and help each other, and like, is it is it so wonderful? Like, I just I really do envy, even though it's beautiful, seventy five degrees every day. I do envy the city and the the idea of having like that community and like that structure. Like, I want that so bad. 
And I wonder, yeah. like, how different our worlds are. Because I feel like I have to, like, reach out and Skype someone in Canada to, like, be on a playing field that I feel like is equal. Not to yeah. be a bitch, but you know what I mean. I can I can totally relate. Like, I was just in Saskatchewan um, in a city that I'd never lived in before, in Saskatoon, um, for the last... Um, I was there about a, almost a year, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, it was really hard because I didn't have my community. I didn't have my support system. I didn't have my girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I met, like, a new set of really wonderful people that um, I still keep in touch with. And, you know, like, we talk about music and we share music. And uh, I there's, like, this place in Saskatoon that – uh, they it, they rented like this giant house down by the river, you know, and they throw shows in their living room. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and like everyone was just so nice, and um, I, so I, I, you know, I like tried to find community where I could, but it, it just wasn't the same as Montreal. You know what I mean? Right. Where there's like a mass amount of people who are all creating art, yes, and all have a day job, yes. and you know, go out on the weekends and, like, let their steam out and have a good time at shows and they create music and they encourage music. Yeah, it's almost like that momentum of, like, if everyone around you is doing stuff, it kind of, like, you all bounce off each other. That's kind of what I, like, kind of am jealous of is, I like, when I was in Chicago, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know how you felt about Chicago, but I feel like there's a great energy there and the people are just, like, down to, like, put on stuff and do stuff and, like, you know what I mean? And Detroit, yeah. too. Like, Detroit really inspired me. And I kind of feel like I'm probably going to be a city person soon, but I'm just not ready to admit it. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I think people have, like, two dreams in life, really. You know, like, everyone wants to run away to the country and be away from everything. But also, they want to, like, thrive in whatever it is they want to thrive in. And that's almost impossible unless you're in a, a center, right? Yeah. Or like talking one. about like music or art or yeah. you know like it, it's like culture of, like, like fresh blood yeah. like life totally and uh, I don't know um, Montreal is like a really cool city also because uh, there's like uh, people like francophones and anglophones and people that you know are kind of in the middle like me where I speak French and I speak English and so I can be in both scenes but they're still kind of separate. That's so cool. That's so sexy. You gotta come here. It's great. I'm really. down. Do you guys yeah. use those little loonies? Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, like, do I have one close? Uh, no, I don't. I'm sorry. That's so yes. exotic. <laughs> no, I can't wait to come. And and I feel like if I come out there and I get sick, I'll be okay. Like. <laughs> Maybe maybe not in Quebec, but the rest okay. of Canada, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's super cool. Okay, so we talked about a little bit about your musical journey. Like, is that pretty much your most of your kind of artistic, like, bands and stuff you've been in? Or have you been, done other stuff? Like, are you new to the music arena? Uh, well, I mean, so I met so John like and started playing music, like, maybe, I want to say this was, like, eight or nine years ago. Wow. Yeah, I'm about the same actually for live music. Yeah, like about yeah. since two since I since 2011. And like with the girls, it's been yeah. since 2015. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Tell yeah. me about performing. For you, is it like, is it about like recording or is it about performing or is it both? Because I know that that's like an interesting thing where some people are like 
so into one over the other or like feel like they can't really do both you know what I mean it's really funny because someone else asked us this recently and I like I was like oh my god I don't think I could pick because I like them both so much for different reasons you know what I mean like I love playing music in front of people like it's like when I see people dancing to songs that like we've written I'm like oh my god this is the best feeling in the world um also like I love touring because I love seeing new places like I've never really traveled before in my life besides with school so like you know I've been to Europe twice now been to the states been all over Canada and I couldn't have done that without music right um, meeting like the best people in the world, especially what were some of like, the best cities that you, what were like some of the best cities that you liked? I know that you just went on tour. I guess mm-hmm. it was when I was on tour. It was like last fall, whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think here. So I, I really like playing Toronto. Actually, they like Toronto has, it's a huge city in Canada and, um, like in the States, I mean. Oh, in the States. Okay. Um, I really like Chicago. Cool. We're yeah. On the same we played page. in a place called Reed's Local. That's where we played. Ah, it was awesome. Was that dog there? Uh, there was, I don't think that there was a dog there. There's a little white dog named Polly who like hangs out there. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think, I don't think Polly was there that night. And Polly, but, um... Polly will hang out at the bar, on the bar stool and like Polly's deaf. So it's okay, but it's also kind of not okay, but whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I I love that place. And, like, um, we played with Criminal Kids. Do you know those guys? No. You should check them out. They're really, really great people, and they have really good music. Um, I don't know if you can see Charles now, but here he is. Hi, Charles. He's out. So, for people listening, this bunny is, I want to say, Brindle. Yes. Maybe an Auburn. A Brindle Auburn. If it was a hair color, like a Clairol hair color box from like Vons or, or the supermarket, I would say it's like, like fiery sienna, like like burnt sienna mixed with like some sort of I don't know, brunette. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good looking rabbit. He spends a lot of his day on that chair. Wow. Yeah. What a world! What a world! Um. <laughs> Let's like plug some cool shit because okay. you like so I know your release schedule is like pretty minimal and we've got something happening together in the summer, but what what else do you have going on? Like when's this new record gonna come out? Um you mean for Pilots? Yeah. Um, well, we this is actually awesome, I think. So we did pre production on five songs with our friend Ryan Badastuzzi, who did the last record. Um, and we just finished that up on Monday of this past week. Congratulations. And thank you. Um, and so we rented ourselves a cottage for three days. <laughs> and we're just going to go and, like, try and write some songs. We've never done that before. That's so, like, I feel like people did that, like, the 70s. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... That Let's seems, see. I don't know. That seems like a lot of pressure. Like, not to be negative, but, like, I feel like that would put a lot of pressure on me. Like, it'd be like, oh, we're in this beautiful pastoral area. There's wildflowers <laughs> everywhere. We're in, like, a cabin. Like, I must create, like, the best shit ever. When, really, I write my best songs, like, in the car, like, driving around, you know? Interesting. But I, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be negative. I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, worst case scenario, we love hanging out together, so we're just going to have... A lot of fun. There's a hot tub. Oh, fuck yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> is that the key to like keeping a girl band together? Is that why it didn't work for me? There was no hot tub? I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So that's going to, so you're going to get together and do some writing. And so it sounds like the album is like quite a ways off then. You're still in this. Yeah, we're, still, we're still writing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were kind of like talking about, are we going to do an EP maybe um, before the album? So I think we're just going to like see what happens at the cottage. See like, because um, we did the pre-production on the five songs because those five songs are finished. Yeah. But each of us kind of has some like ideas for other songs that aren't like fully written, like front to back yet. Okay. So I think like if we can actually focus and not just want to have a great time, um, I think that we can actually like get quite a bit done and like awesome. actually work on those songs and have them like fully realized. Awesome. Do you feel yeah. like you're, you're like the person that kind of like pushes things to get done or do you feel like not? 100%. Okay. I get that vibe from you. I feel like we're similar yeah. in that way. <laughs> do you ever feel weird because you feel more like I, ambitious is the wrong word, but do you ever feel like you're pushing to, harder than other people or like you're pushier or like, I don't really know what the word is, but I feel like people always act like I'm a freaking alien because I actually try. I'm just like trying, yeah. you know? I know what you mean, um, and I'm just going to say that, like, the reason why our band is so successful is because we work so hard, and not just me, all four of us, like, we work really, really hard. Um, That's right. And it, it's basically, like, a part-time job, like, even if we're not on tour, even if we're not recording, like, there's so many other things that we have to be doing all the time, so, I mean, I just make sure that we can do what we need to do. If that makes sense. You sound so zen about it, but I'm sure it's yeah. not really like that. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I have to kind of be like, okay, like, we're doing yeah. this. It's good for the band. Let's where, go. Where but. do you think that drive comes from? Do you think it comes from a sense of, like, what where, what kind of place do you think it comes from? Because I sometimes wonder where that drive for me, I'm like, it's not necessarily coming from, like, thinking I'm going to gain any real monetary success or even traditional notions of success. It's not like I'm like, oh, I need to really, like, succeed at this so I can make it. Because, you know, we, we're in punk rock. We're not going to – that's not the goal. And Absolutely. so sometimes I have to remember, like, why I'm doing it. Like, why – like, at, at that ninth hour of booking and you're tired and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, what is the thing that makes you want to keep doing it? Well, for me, I mean, I just love the girls in my band. And, like, I love doing what we do. You know what I mean? Like – even if we get in little arguments or disagreements or whatever, at the end of the day, like we all love each other and like, we're kind of like sisters. It's weird. That's it's amazing. hard to describe, but so, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind and, of like most, like you wouldn't necessarily do this for another band then. This is like a lot about the people you're in a band with. It's not so much about just you. Yeah, no, I mean like, and that's the thing. Like also like, I feel like a lot of bands, you know, if, um, one person writes all the songs or one person has the vision. It's like their band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really feel like this project is our band. And I guess that's kind of why I don't want it. I, or, well, I didn't want it to fail. You know what I mean? Like sure. I wanted it to get bigger and us to do more things because it was all of ours. Right. Like a family. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I, I really do think that, oh my God, my dog Mavis has just coughed up a hairball. Oh. <laughs> I really do think 
bands cannot succeed unless they are either literally blood related, literally <laughs> like, like there's a lot of like brother, sis, brother, sisters, brother, brother band. Like it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Or if those band members are married, that's a big one. Or are they, they're really a family. Like that's the only way it really works. It's, it's just the only way. And I it's think kind the of only amazing. way that a band can like really succeed is if, and I mean, this is, you gotta be tight. I could be, I could be very wrong, but <laughs> I think that the only way a band can like truly succeed. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about like being on like the biggest stage ever. I'm talking about like succeed is in like being like fulfilled as a band is if everyone is in it together. Yeah. And that's what I mean by like, it's a family. Like it's really, we're all part of this. Like it has to be that way. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like VH1 behind the music. Like how does that always end? Right. It always, <laughs> you remember VH1 behind the music? It's I like, do. it always ends because somebody becomes really self-absorbed and starts getting really involved in themselves and not thinking about like the whole, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's because it, being married to my, so I was, I played music with my husband before we ever met, like before we were ever like together. So okay. we were always bandmates. We were okay. always like bandmates before we were romantic with each other. And okay. um, now, like, oh my God, like 10 years later and a bunch of like records later, I'm like, wow, I'm so lucky because that is a glue that cannot like, it's like super glue. Like you can't, if you're married to your creative partner, it can be hell, <laughs> but also like, it's like, we're not, no one's getting out of here alive. Like somebody, yeah. you know, if you want to get out of this band, you better die. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, um, of course I've had bandmates that were, that I was not legally married to that I felt very, very, very close to, but in the end, it's like, it, it always kind of was temporary. So I don't, I very much admire bands that can stick together and really have that family tight, like knit thing. And so, like, it seems like y'all have a lot of good fun together. That seems very evident. Like, you can feel oh, yeah. it. You can, you can hear it. You can see it. You can feel it. You can smell it, maybe. Yeah. And um, I think that that is, like, a very contagious feeling. And it's, like, that's the feeling that people get from Pale Lips. You know what I mean? Like, that's – and that is the thing that, like, makes it so special, you know? And so, good on you guys. That's really cool. Show. 
I wouldn't have it any other way. But it's funny because, like, I feel like within the band, like, we each have our own roles. And even, like, if someone's ego is kind of getting out of check, Jackie has the role of, like, checking the ego, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, That's she's, awesome. like, the voice of reason, always. That's awesome. You have yeah. a very special thing, like. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I was in an all-girl band in um, high school for a little bit, and that was fun. But we were all just so crazy and insane, <laughs> and there was nobody keeping things together. <laughs> but um, cool, cool, it's very cool. important to have the glue. Yeah. So um, let's, like, give some advice to people. I always love to talk about, like, what people can do to, like, I don't know, follow their dreams and shit. That sounds super cheesy. But, like, <laughs> do you have it? It sounds so stupid. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, I do this podcast because I also want to know the answers. You know, like I, I'm also seeking all these answers too. I don't have the answers necessarily. Like I'm out there trying to figure it out. But do you mm-hmm. have like any advice for bands, um, whether it be do I have the answers? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked you to be on the podcast to see if you have the answers. <laughs> you are so knowledgeable, though. Like I feel like we. When we got together, I was just like, Jamie is on top of her shit. You know, you have a lot of, like, well-rounded experience. Like, you're, you understand marketing. You understand the financial side. You understand all these things. Um, so, like, if you could give a band, like, a young band advice, like, where – in what realm do you kind of, like, dish that out from? Because for me, I have my little things I say to bands. You know, like, one of those things is be generous – you know, um, look around adjacent to you and help those bands. Don't look above and below all the time because the bands above you are doing their own thing and they're not really in your realm. The bands below you, you can try to pull them up, but they might not be ready. So like I have little things I tell people and like I definitely tell people that when you're booking a tour, don't expect anybody to book that lineup for you. Make sure that you get a really good um, like well-rounded group of bands that really work for you and that you want to meet and you want to be friends with. So like I have little things like that I've learned. Cause it's like, if you, if you spend a million hours to book a show in a town you've never been to, and it's not a band you really want to party with, hang out with, whatever, like be friends with, you really wasted that because then you're stuck with that person all night. <laughs> you're stuck with that band all night that you don't like and respect. And, and maybe five people come to the show, you make $5 I always say, like, at least you got, you know, some friendship out of it or, like, a connection out of it. Totally. So like, that's, like, my kind of little basis of, like, what I tell bands. Do you have, like, kind of nuggets of wisdom that you kind of sprinkle around or? Yeah, I mean, you, like, always be really nice to the person putting the show on because they're putting a lot on the line for you, even if it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. You know, like, they're taking a night off from work. They might not be getting paid. Um... Be really nice to the bartender. Always tip the bartender with drink tickets. If you have drink tickets, tip the bartender. How Always. much? How much do you tip? Like a dollar or two? Yeah, a dollar or two. Yeah, a dollar or two. I mean, if your bartender is, like, really great, like, we've had some, like, real bangers that, like, have just been the best, like, we've gone out for breakfast with the next day. No way. Like, oh, yeah. Wow. So we, we always tip them a lot more. But, I mean, like, you know, if you're getting drink tickets, like, the person behind the bar is still putting the effort in to pour the drinks to be there for you. So even, you know, if you're not making a lot of money, it's nice to tip the bartender. Are you, so are you a waitress or a bartender? I'm a waitress and uh, Jackie's a bartender and so is Lynn actually. Who's the hairdresser? No hairdresser. Wait, seriously? You don't have a yeah. hairdresser? Okay, never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so seriously, like that's a huge thing because I've been guilty. So what I do sometimes is I won't have cash on me, but I'll have these stupid drink tickets and I'll be like, and I don't drink much before I play. I barely, mm. sometimes I never do. Sometimes sure. I'm just like, nope. Um, sure. But I'll have like one drink and I just never have cash on me. So I'll be like, hey, thank you so much. I promise I'm going to tip you in like two seconds when I get cash from like merch. And they're always mm-hmm. like, just don't worry about it. It's fine. And I always make it awkward. And then mm-hmm. later I come back with like 10 or $20 or like whatever. I'm like, here's your tip, you know, at the end of the night. Um, Cause I just never have cash on me, but I always like think about that. Like the, the bartender is working for you and like, yeah, she doesn't give a fuck that you're like playing a show. <laughs> like, yeah, know, like, I mean, also like it's part of the relationship, you know, like maybe you're going to play that show again yeah. in, or maybe you're going to play that bar again in six months and that bartender is going to tell all their friends. Yeah. And bartenders are cool. Yeah, exactly. Bartenders know what's up. Yeah. Like, always be nice to the bartender. Always be nice to the promoter. And the booker. Uh, make, make buddies with the people that you're playing with, because you'll probably see them again. Yeah. Um, and talk. also... Yeah. Go ahead. You never know who's in the audience. So always, like, play your heart out. No matter if it's to five people, if yeah. it's to 100 people. Like, you might be making someone's night, even if, like, they're one in five people in front of you. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. There's been shows where, like, I played with the briefs in this area one time and I love the briefs so much yeah. and like they wanted a show in my area and I got them a gig, but like it just turned out to be a shitty gig. It was the price of the ticket was $17, which was way too much money. Like no one came. It was at a pizza place slash bowling alley. Like everything was bad. <laughs> everything was bad. And they still fucking just turned it out so good. They were so good. And I was watching them and I was so stoked singing the songs. I'm like, I will never ever not that I've ever been sour like oh I'm just gonna like not like phone it in but it, it was almost like they gave extra because no one was there you know what I mean and that was so punk it was like the punkest shit I've yeah. ever seen actually fun fact Lynn's brother plays in the briefs who our drummer's brother but which which drummer uh, I mean which which who who in the briefs Steve oh Steve Stevie Burns. Nicks um I don't really know all of their like stage names all right there's Steve Kicks and kicks that's his bass. Him. Oh, it's kicks. him? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love him. Um, yeah. When he was playing out here, he had just injured his arm from, like, just over-touring. And right. I couldn't believe that he got up on stage and did what he did because he was really injured. He was real. He had, like, a little temporary cast on his arm and stuff. And um, I know he's kind of a character and has a whole, like, backstory. But um, he seems like such a nice guy. That's so cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's like so important. Like I remember we played in uh, Washington, D.C. And I guess like the club that we played at had like just switched promoters and like our show got like, lost somewhere. Oh, no. But there were like this like tiny group of people at the show that were just having the best time you know what I mean and like we just like we had fun like we sang like at them you know like we danced with them we had drinks after together it was awesome that's what it's about yeah it's so funny like if I could think of a city where Palips should not play it's like DC (laughs) like like I don't think we should play DC either just because I think it's still pretty like hardcore like political music everything is just I mean you're so close to like you know the politics it's just it's too crazy did you get that was, that feeling there were some diplomats at our show shut the fuck up <laughs> were they well dressed uh i don't remember but they were really nice they bought us fried pickles out they're there. diplomats of course they're nice 
They could like make countries like stop warring with each other or whatever. That's crazy. Was there anything you learned the hard way, especially with touring, that you like were like, oh shit, now I know? Because there was a lot of stuff for me that I learned, um, including just like my own personal, like make sure whoever brings in the gear packs up their own gear, like that kind of thing. Also another great tip, which I think I've I've said on the podcast before, but in the 20 minutes after we you stop playing, that's when all the merch gets sold. So I literally will jump off stage, sweaty, gross, whatever. And I now I let my band get my stuff for me. And I jump, I literally just like jump from the stage to the merch table, like, boop, because that 20 minutes is just like golden. And if you don't, if you don't get there in time, if you don't have like a person helping you, it just, you lose that momentum. That was like one thing okay. I learned the hard way. Totally. But not even like, uh, just that it's that there are some bands that like, don't really care to talk to their fans which is like very weird to me but like it is so important even like if you're like the tiniest band ever and someone is like stoked to see you like you should be stoked that they're stoked to see you you sound so (laughs) california right now (laughs) i'm like can i offer you like a burrito (laughs) (laughs) no that's so true that's so um, true. But, like, it's so important. It's really important to, like, hang out with people after yeah. the show and, like, talk to them and, like. Oh, you know, yeah. one thing I learned in, in what you're saying right now is, like, so say someone's stoked to see you and you're stoked that they're stoked. So stoked, bro. <laughs> and you're so stoked. They're so stoked. But you're like, oh, my God, the PA was so fucked up. Like, don't say that. Like, don't ever. Like, if they're excited, don't be like, oh, oh well, the sound yeah. is really bad. Because then it's kind of making them feel shitty for liking you. And I've done that where I'm like, god damn it. Because I just start also, talking. Another tidbit, no one notices if you fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> you would love Dr. Kane. Not, he believes it too much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, but it's easy to, right? Because, like, you know, you you're... You can be, it's easy to be self-conscious and it's easy to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I played that bass note over there. <laughs> like, no one cares. No one knows. Like Reed. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I keep saying Dr. Kane and or Reed. I just like intersperse them. So you know who I'm talking about, my husband. Um, so he, at our album release show, he, um, he jumps a lot when he plays to like prove that he's like cool or whatever. So like jump around. He unplugged himself three times. (laughs) And then afterward he was like, Haley, nobody notices that shit. Like he, he takes it to the fucking max. Like, and then like the third time he was just like, like he was kind of like being like all like silent movie star. Like he was just like, that's funny. Like, you know, trying to make it a joke. And like, it was hilarious. It was great. So it's true. It's true. I'm, I'm not there, though. I'm deaf. As women, I feel like sometimes I'm like, fuck, like this guy thinks I'm probably not good at guitar. So I'm going to like really like own this solo. And that makes me fuck it up because I'm thinking about something stupid, like trying not to fuck it up. So it's important to like maybe just like, you know, just go with it. Yeah, you're awesome. Who cares what that guy thinks? <sighs> Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> um, what have we not talked about that you want to talk about? I feel like I've peppered you with a lot of questions. Do you have any questions for me? That's put you um, on the spot. (laughs) What are you listening to to right now? Huh? Like, what are you listening to right now? What are your like top bands at the moment? Alien Nose Job. Oh yeah, you told me about Australia. I have not listened to them yet. Oh, I will. I will. The first song on that record 
is amazing. I'm not sure what that's called. Right what's now. the record called? Um, I don't remember what it's called. But um, that first that first riff, you listen to it and you're like, oh my god, this sounds just like early Ramones. Like just the sound of the guitar. But then the entire album is so weird. It's got like weird synth and like it's very just, um, I don't know, it has a lot of like weird dark elements to it it's 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 not i can't really put it in one genre it's really cool it's from australia or new zealand either one okay i'll i will definitely check it out yes also i don't know if you're a fan i'm a lot of people are kind of on the fence for this i love bleached from <gasps> i love bleached. la i obsessed. love bleached. okay i'm obsessed with bleached they have a new album out that's really good um I have, have you heard it i have not it's a little bit more polished LA kind of almost like a little bit of um not disco um like Fleetwood Mac-ish in some parts and I was kind of like on the fence for a minute because it's not as like rock and roll um but it's fantastic um, are you like a huge Bleach fan like you know something like deep about Bleach if I show you something yeah well maybe okay. thousands yeah wow. Mika, Mika. not not Very that cool. I was a fan of that band where did you find that um, I ordered it on the internet. They're like more of a noise band. I know, but you know what? I had to have it because I love, that's how much I love Bleach. Holy shit. We like, are we the same people? Um, <laughs> have you seen them live? I have. Yeah. They played here with, I want to say against me. And oh, yeah, I actually gave a her a pin of ours. Nice. Did, did so they I don't know. I don't know if she kept it or not, but. Um, I gave her, so she played a tiny <laughs> little barbecue joint with like seven people there in 2016, like in the middle of nowhere here. Cause a lot of bands come from LA to San, or San Francisco to LA. So they stop here and there was like nobody there, but the people that were there were all wearing bleach shirts. were all like rabid and it was crazy. And I gave her a, our first cassette and I was like, I love you guys. Like, I hope you can listen <laughs> to this. And then I felt so weird. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? And um, uh, the guitar player, um, it was funny, like, she was, so it's just an empty club. There was, like, nothing going on. This is, like, a barbecue joint. And so she comes off the stage, jumps off the stage while she's playing guitar. She's walking towards me. And you know how she's kind of, like, a little bit, like, stoic? Not Jenny, okay. but the, her sister. Okay. Jessie, right? Jessie? Yeah, I think, I think that's Jessie. Um, And so... She's walking towards me and she's like a very like weirdly like giving me weird eye contact. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? And um, I realized that she wants to get jump up on like this little booth behind me. So I'm like, I thought she was like going to make out with me. She was just like playing guitar, jumps off stage. There's no one in this place. There's like seven people there. And she's just walking towards me. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I realized she's like, get the fuck out of the way. And then she like jumps on like this like booth thing behind me and she's just playing she's just playing guitar to an empty club, just like fucking shredding so hard. And yeah. I just thought like, wow, I'm so attracted to you. I'm so yeah. attracted to you. <laughs> yeah, but that that's like one of you know, you gotta play. Play your best. Yeah, I know. It's a very good oh. that was a very, very good example of that.
else am I listening to right now? Um, the new Taco Cat is really good. I love Taco Cat. I also love Taco Cat. I haven't heard the new one. Yeah. Again, the new Taco Cat is almost like the new Bleached. It's more polished. It's more, it's got some disco beats in it. It's like a little bit more like post-punk almost, which oh. is not necessarily my bag. I don't really like that that much. But I do don't. It depends. It's got to, like, it has to hit the right. Yeah. But they're still, like, they're still, like, fun and, like, they have that, like, Taco Cat energy. So, like, I'll go with them on this ride. You know what I mean? Cool. Um who are you listening to? I feel like I, I'll think of more. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, going out my, like, last played stuff on my phone. Um, oh, Patsy's Rats. You know that band? Love them. Yeah. To death. Um, and back on that train, I guess I kind of, like, put it away for a while, but I... I started listening to them again. They're great. They, um, they opened for Burger Boogaloo last, or like last summer, I think it was, or two summers ago. And I, I went at 11 a.m. to see them. And I was in the front row, oh, just like. Cute. Yeah, they're, they're like really incredible. Like, yeah. the, all the songs are good. Yeah, so Patsy has a new band called Touchy. Do you know about that? I don't. Yeah, I it's, she has a new band. And, and it's like a brand new band. They're touring Europe right now, I think. And her husband is in Mean Jeans. Yes. Yeah. I knew that. Oh, the new Mean Jeans is pretty good. Giant Psych. That new Mean Jeans. That's really um, good. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've been listening to uh, No Bro. They're from Montreal. I don't know them. They're incredible. All girls, again. Oh, is that why it's called uh, No Bro? Yes. <laughs> well, I think, I think so. I don't know. I'll write um, that down. Also, the Whiffs, the new Whiffs record. Another Whiff. Not at all. <gasps> what? Where are they from? They are incredible. They're playing here in May. We were playing with them. Very excited. Where are they from? Uh, of course, Josephine. Where are they? Where are the whiffs from? I think they're. F- oh, I'm gonna butcher this. I think they're from Chicago, but I'm not 100 sure. I've never even heard of them. What? This is they're exciting. Amazing. This is really exciting for me. Yeah, they're they have a song on their first record called she lies that i think is like a perfect song okay i'm gonna i'm on my perfect. spotify now yeah uh so listening to the whiffs josephine of course the josephine network amazing um i've been listening to a lot of x hex oh yeah they're cool yeah. they're cool for sure yeah um what else we got here do you know teen anger no Okay, well, they're, like, kind of, like, a little post-punky, but they're very, 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 very good. Okay. They're, they're from, uh, they're from Ontario, Canada. Oh, cool. Um, Orville Peck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's so cool. So, my husband and I used to do, a, like, a couple different country projects together, like, old school country. Hey. I play banjo, too. So, <laughs> are you surprised? <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm excited because yeah. I, I love country. So I'll send you some of that stuff. Um, Please. I will send you because I have tons of like extra like seven inches and CDs that are all like these country things. So yeah, I'll send it to I'm you. I'm from Saskatchewan, like land of country music. So. <laughs> yeah, Reed's from a really small town in Colorado. So he's just from like super like Hickville, not Hickville, but just very, very country. That's what he grew yeah. up on. So that's cool. Yeah, I feel like we kind of uh, we have some good. Pl- and I actually made a playlist that was my end of the year playlist that you guys are on, and it had right. some good bands on it. Um, if you look up that, you will. Is it on Spotify? Yeah. Thing is, I okay. So I use Apple Music, 
What? And I like it, but I feel like I'm missing out on so much because I don't use Spotify. You are missing out on so much. Why? But I'm mostly playlists because Apple Music, their playlists suck. Yeah, you need to be on um you need to be on it. Okay, let's see. What else do we have? Um more kicks is fucking awesome. More Jack, kicks? What's that? More kicks. They're great. Um I'm not sure where they're from. I think the UK. They're super power poppy. Um who else? I have the sorrels on. Oh, uh, Jeff Palmer has a really good record out right now. And so does um Oh, you might not like them, but I really like um Lisa Prank from Seattle. She's like know. a friend. She's like a contemporary of Taco Cat, but it's very like pop punky, but it's just it was just her in her room for a while, just her like and she had like a drum machine, but now she has like a full band behind her. Um okay. I like her a lot. I I, I like like pop punky kind of song structures okay from this part on we just ramble about music for a long time it gets super dangerous when we start talking about music so i just edited that part out and we're going to head to the exits well jamie thank you so much for being on the podcast it was my pleasure the pleasure was all charles's (laughs) um so i always ask my guests how they sparkle and destroy um sparkle you know like shine in the world and destroy break down barriers or like a tip or a concrete like word of advice what is your uh unique take on that sure i mean um drink lots of coffee (laughs) get your nails done and make spreadsheets that's it damn it that's good wow (laughs) what is that um uh Get my or flip my hair back, check my nails, baby. How you doing? I feel good as hell. Whatever that song is, like I feel like yeah. that should that's the song, but add spreadsheets into it. Yeah, put spreadsheets in there, <laughs> and then uh, you're well, good. <laughs> I have many many spreadsheets, and you're on some of them, so hopefully that is a uh, compliment as well. Thank you so much again. It's been a real joy, and uh, keep rocking in the free world. You too. So that was Jamie. We tried to get that interview going for the longest time, you guys. I'm so glad we were able to do that. Thank you so much to Jamie. Thank you to Charles the Bunny Rabbit. Um, You heard, in order, Some Kind of Rock and Roll, You're a Doll, The Kids, and Doo-Wop, Show a Daddy Waddy (laughs) Um, on um, Pale Lips' album, after dark which is out right now you can go support the band at Bandcamp um, and buy their record download their music stream their music all that good stuff also be sure to check out jamie's record label rita records um, you can find rita records on instagram facebook uh, all the places including Bandcamp. so go support that as well and uh hopefully you guys sparkle hard bye bye <laughs>